Good morning, West Bulls. As you can tell, since I'm up on the screen, I'm not here this morning. I'm spending this week teaching high school seniors Bible. It's uh, Ray Vanderland's class that I'm taking while he's doing a trip in Israel. In exchange, uh, Ray's going to come sometime later this year, and we'll be able to hear him from the pulpit uh, on a Sunday. So it's a win-win. But uh, it's also a win-win-win this morning because you get to hear this morning from our Community Life Director, Ryan Long. Many of you know Ryan. He's been here for, guy, it'll be 16 years in November. He started out at West Bowles in the junior-senior youth group. From there, he took charge of the coffee bar. He's been involved in Acacia, our college and young adult group. And like I said, now he's our community life director. And as such, he plans all of those fun community-wide events each year. If you get to know Ryan, or if you first meet Ryan, um, what you see is what you get. Is this joyful, full of the Lord's light and love and laughter, full of shenanigans, some of us would say. But um, I heard Ryan's testimony uh, recently, and I found out that he wasn't always that way, at least not down to his core, until something happened. And so I wanted, I asked Ryan to share with you all this morning, to share with us so you could hear what it was that happened to make Ryan Long into the amazing man of God that he is today. So I'm sure, brothers and sisters, you will all join me in giving a West Bowls welcome to one of our very own, Ryan Long. Hello, 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 check, mic, one, two, one, two, am I on? Okay. Good morning, everybody. Well, I am really excited this morning to uh, share my story this, mo uh, this morning, share my journey of faith, um, just uh, share my story, and I'm just so excited to do that. Um, and uh, I'm a little bit nervous right now. My heart is pounding really fast. Uh, I'm not used to this microphone. I mean, I know I'm up on stage every single week, but I have a different microphone. But this one, it's like... Uh, uh, Justin Bieber microphone right here, so I'm not, I'm not, well, actually, my daughter calls him Justin Bieber, so whatever, but that's, that's, uh, it's a little bit different uh, wearing this uh, microphone this morning, but I'm excited to share with everybody. Well, uh, usually I'm the uh, make fun of somebody, make fun of you, uh, joke around, maybe forget a punchline, um, try to be funny kind of guy on Sunday morning, so uh, go easy on me. Uh, this, uh, this will be my first time live being in front of the entire church, being serious, all right? So this, this it's a little new for me. So, so Todd is, um, as you heard on the video, uh, Todd is um, out of town this week. He's teaching Ray Vanderlaan's class in Michigan. So he actually heard me share uh, my story to uh, Dave Beatty's sanctuary class um, last year. and was like, Ryan Long, I want you to get up there and share the exact same thing. I want you to share your story. And uh, I was a little reluctant, but I was like, okay, fine, I will. So I'm so glad, though, that I'm doing this this morning. I will be uh, talking about John chapter 9 and um, how it relates to my testimony. Now, Todd usually gets, you know, 30 to 40 
to 50 minutes to talk. But in light of what I'm sharing this morning, uh, they've given me 60 minutes. I'm so excited. I'm going to start when I was uh, one year old and I was eating baby carrots. I didn't like the texture. And uh, so I'm just going to start from when I was one. Is that so good? No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Um, it'll only be an hour and a half. Anyway, now, uh, Todd, uh, he always talks about office stories, you know, and the mice that live, in, you know, in his office. Well, I have a few um, office stories this week. Now, this week I moved, actually Nathan Harris and I moved upstairs to the adult offices. And it, I mean, it feels, it feels good to be up there. You know, it's great. I'm no longer downstairs in the kids section, but it's nice. Um, it was emotional, make, you know, pulling down a bunch of photos, you know, moving upstairs. Again, I love it. But I remember when we remodeled that uh, church office years ago, and uh, we were tearing some stuff down, doing some demolition uh, next door. And I have some funny stories. So we're ripping into the wall. And we ripped down some of the wall with a hammer. And no joke, you're talking mice, skeletons, mice remains, mice hair, uh, a little bit gross. Ripped, uh, th- th- this is a true story, ripped off some of the ceiling. A live, slithering snake, you know, falls to the ground and goes around. Uh, you know, so there's some gross, uh, gross stuff that's happened over there in the, uh, in the uh, office. So what I was thinking was, um, just to make a little money on the side, is that we could turn the church office maybe into like a, a wildlife sanctuary or better yet, a petting zoo. Imagine this, you know, one dollar you can pet the dead mouse. Kids would be lining up, be like, ah, you know, you, you play with snakes, you know, we can make money part-time, open up the office. Anyway, well, um, Let's get uh, started this morning. I'm going to be talking about three things this morning. Uh, Number one, I'm going to give you a a little background into my life now. And then two, I'm going to talk about John chapter 9, like I said. And then number three, um, I'll be sharing my testimony uh, in the journey of my faith. And I'm going to tell you what God has done in my life. Because I was once blind, but now I can see. So I'm going to be serious today, um, but not too serious, because as the wise Dave Beatty told me last week, he said, if I'm too serious, people won't know who I am. So there might be a little shenanigans or joking around in there. Anyway, so a a quick background of where um, I'm uh, right now in my life. Uh, I've been a Christian for 17 years. Um, My age trips up a lot of people, all right? My maturity, the way I talk, the words that I use... Uh, you know, my wisdom, a lot of people are like, oh, that guy's 50, you know, but then uh, based on how tall I am, people are like, or, you know, the fact I'm still in school, people are like, oh, maybe he's 20. So uh, it gets a little tricky at time. Even Brad Brady, um, a few weeks ago, we were setting up for the Sunday Night Connection, and he was like, Ryan, so are you 20, well, sorry, that was an old man voice. I didn't mean to do that. I don't know why that even came out. I meant to say, like, Ryan, you know, like in a regular Brad Brady voice. But Brad was like, Ryan, are you 27? I'm like, Brad, I'm 34. Anyway, so I'm 34. A couple things you need to know about me. I uh, had a birthmark on the middle of my forehead. So just so everybody knows that, I had a third eye kind of right up there, size of a quarter, hairy brown raised. I got it removed. Um, Also, I started driving. Um, again, just so everybody knows this, we're all on the same page here. I started driving with the pillow underneath my car seat so that, uh, cover so that way I could see over the steering wheel, all right? Um, I've worked here, as uh, Todd said in the video, I've uh, worked here now for over 15 years, primarily with the youth, but currently I'm the community life director, and uh, I also uh, run the Acacia, the uh, college and young adult group here at the church. 
Um, I love my uh, job, church, my girlfriend's over there right now, Chelsea, say hi. There's Chelsea. Uh, we're nearing three years, and I know we've been joking a little bit about when, this, when everything's going to happen. Things are close, all right? Things are close. I know Todd even posted it on Facebook this week, on the church's, what? You know, Facebook page, things are close, just so you know. All right, and then my, I, have, I have two kids. They're great, Jagger and Gianna. Um, currently, I'm in um, my master's program at uh, UCD for counseling. I'm in the uh, couples and family track, and I will graduate by 2037. Anyway, my motto, <laughs> my motto, my battle cry, what I live for, uh, my goal in life, is actually the motto of this church. Um, if anybody knows me, it's love God, love others. That's what I try to do, live, be. It's my focus. It's, it's my goal. It's um, who I strive to be. In fact, still to this day, Todd's given these out years ago. I still carry that card around, love God, love others, just to remind me every day of, of my mission here and um, my mission in life and my mission when I'm, when I'm just with people, love God, love others. Well, so that's a quick background on who I am now. So we're going to jump into John chapter 9. So you can uh, pull out your Bibles. I, actually, Louis Lucero and Phil just gave me a brand new Bible. All right, because this one is missing, you know, a couple books of the Bible. Uh, you know, I don't know how it ends, but uh, I, <laughs> I, uh, I've had this for a while. They gave me a new Bible. Just seriously, a couple weeks ago, I spoke at this men's event and they gave me, here you go, Ryan, this new Bible. I start reading it, and while I'm reading this Bible, <coughs> my, my, I'm coughing up a little bit, my nose is running a little bit. I guess I, I have to be allergic to this Bible because of the, that little silver lining on the outside of the pages. I think it gets in my throat and it coughs, you know? I, I'm, I know people who maybe can't be allergic to the Bible. Maybe I am. I don't know. Anyway, so... Um, we're going to look up, uh, look at John 9. Uh, the verses will also be on the screen as well. And you can pull out your um, iPhone. You can look on your neighbors. You can, uh, whatever. Or you can just pull it up from memory. I mean, whatever. Um, John um, chapter 9. So um, this is um, the story where Jesus heals a man born blind. So I'm going to read verses uh, 9, 10 through 12. How then... Were your eyes open, they demanded. He replied, the man they called Jesus made some mud and put it on my eyes. He told me to go to Siloam and watch and wash. So I went and washed, and then I could see. Where is this man, they asked him. I don't know, he said. So when they asked him, who did this to you? So first, the, the, the once blind man says, well, he is a man named Jesus. A few verses later, 917. Finally, they turned again to the blind man. What have you to say about him? It was your eyes he opened? The man replied, he is a prophet. So now this once blind man goes, okay, he was a prophet. Then a little bit later, 9.26. Then they asked him, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered, I have told you already and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples too? So now he is one who might be followed by disciples. Then a few verses later, 9.32. Um, Nobody has ever heard of opening the eyes of a man born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. So now he is one from God. 
All right, then Jesus finds this man and talks to him later in John 9, 35. Jesus heard that they had thrown him out, and when he found out, he said, do you believe in the Son of Man? Who is he, sir? The man asked. Tell me so that I may believe in him. Jesus said, you have now seen him. In fact, he is the one speaking with you. Then the man said, Lord, I believe. And he worshiped him. So notice the progression of of a blind man who now can see because of a miracle performed by Jesus. In one chapter, this man goes from thinking that Jesus is just a man, then to a prophet, then to one who followed by disciples, to one from God, and then finally, one to be worshipped. This man went through a transformation. He was changed. He was physically blind, and now he could see. And he was spiritually blind, and now he can see. He believed because he could see. He believed because he was different. He believed Jesus Christ was Lord because he was changed. This man's progression of thought, his changed life, the transformation, and the fact he was blind and now he can see, it reminds me of my own faith, my own journey of faith. I grew up in a great, 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 great family. And, uh, but it, we were a non-church-going family. Um, I, I went to a couple Latin-speaking services where they chanted. We sat in wood pews. And yeah, it was a Catholic mass. And that was when I was younger with my grandma, maybe twice. That was my entire church experience before I was 16 years old. I have some journal entries from 1993. Um, Back then, I mean, when I would go to school, I would take a horse and carriage to get to school. I mean, so it's a little bit back in the day. You know, I chiseled it out of rock when I was making, you know, writing my journal. Anyway, so this was my freshman class, Mr. Stow's class at Chatfield Senior High. And I had just transferred over from Arapahoe um, Senior High. And I started going to Chatfield. Didn't know anybody there. I mean, never met anybody. I'm just walking in fresh to that school as a freshman because my parents moved out to this area. And uh, we had to write in a journal for our English class Every, you know, every single day we had to write in this journal. So I actually have some of my journal writings from when, uh, this is before I became a Christian. Um, So let me go through some of it right here. Uh, You can see it up on the screen too. I'm not a church person. I never go to church, nor do I care to go. But I always believe in God. Later on I write, I don't know what to believe. Maybe which is what I think, some of this is a little bit confusing, but think that God started evolution. There must be some type of supreme being. Now, some of this is going to look like chicken scratch. Um, some of you, you're not going to really be able to read. It's kind of like hieroglyphics. Like you need like a translator, like somebody, a professional to go through and, and to be able to read some of these things. Some of it's also blurred out due to the inappropriate words and other things that need not to be shown this morning. Anyway, but I remember reading this years ago, thinking, I, you know, thinking I had never even pondered God's existence before. In the school, I remember being known as the atheistic evolutionist. That's what I remember being. I I remember walking around. I remember doing projects about the missing link and different things like that. I was just not into God. 
And what's crazy, if you read the other 10,000 words in this journal, not even once do I mention God any other places. Those were the only two places I could find, and they were within, uh, within a couple days of each other. And that's it. Um, you know, if people would ask me, I'd be like, there's no such thing as God. There's no such thing. There's no way. But it's interesting that I had never had a conversation about Jesus, nor did I ever hear a lesson about God. I had never picked up or read a Bible, but something in me knew that there was a supreme being. I was sad, and I was depressed as a freshman and sophomore. I'll never forget those days. I think it's because now I can look back. I think it's because I didn't have God in my life, and it was killing me inside. I had no reason to live. I had no purpose, no hope. I, I believed I was just from a, a, a monkey or something. I know I'm hairy, but I just thought I was just like a random nothing, you know, nothingness, you know? And, and that when I died, it was all over. I'll never forget I had a family member tell me once that, uh, that life is like a, a candle and, you know, you, you blow it out and then the flame's just gone and that's it. And life is just over. How sad is to believe in that? I'm going to read a few ex more excerpts from my journal to give you a better idea of what my life was like. Um, but every page, parties, girls, insecurities, being drunk, drugs, friends, popularity, hate, jealousy, foul mouth, bad attitude, depression, sadness, hate of my physical self, life, everything. So I'm going to just quickly go through a few of these things here. I feel empty inside, very empty, like there is no point to life. I am so depressed, I can't stand it. Later on, I write, um, I want to commit suicide. Why, you ask? I'm short, I have a job, no, not popular, nobody likes me, I have an attitude, I'm stupid. Everything in life, I'm stupid, I'm dumb, I need help. Life is crap, I feel like crap, and then later on I write, my life is meaningless. Later on, as I said, I'm not good at anything. I'm a loser, I wanna die. I'm at home right now. I kind of hate my life so bad. I just feel real bad. I'm a loser. Life's bad, I'm not good at anything. This just brings me back just looking at this, you know, reading this. You know, some say it's hard to live your life as a Christian. I say it's harder to live your life not as a Christian, you know? What do you, what do you live for that has eternal value? In my journal, I constantly write about things I think that will fill me, things that will make me happy. And I'm, time and time again, I'm disappointed Girls and sports, and I have all these friends and doing all these things, but I'm so lonely inside. I was lost and blind. In my journal, I also write, inside I feel pretty bad. I don't know what it is, though. Maybe it's because I feel alone inside. Maybe it's because my grades and school, something is ahead of me. Maybe it's because I'm doing things I know I shouldn't. I don't know what it is. I feel so sad. doing things I know I shouldn't. It's crazy. On the inside, I knew how I was living was not right. So I met Brett Gothier. Um, he uh, is in here, the sanctuary somewhere. Brett Gothier is out there, right back there waving. So Brett, um, 
He, I met him my sophomore year. First thing I told him, hey, Brett, I'm going to get you drunk. I mean, that was like the first thing I want, you know. Like, that was what my whole life surrounded around. And uh, that's what I said to Brett. And I was actually in Mr. Quinlan's uh, math class. And actually, Mr. Quinlan, you know, he goes to our church, great guy. But I was in his math class at Chatfield. And I sat between two uh, people from West Bulls. And um, Brett, you know, he would invite me to do things, play a little NBA jam, uh, which is, you know, a video game. We'd go to basketball games and stuff like that together. And we started hanging out. And, um, and then he invited me to the West Bulls Senior High Youth Group in January of 94. And, uh, and then also I met his family, first Christian family that I ever met. They had a Bible sitting on their table. They had Caleb blaring in the house. I mean, this was all new to me. I was like, what? You know, this was all different and crazy. And, and they thought I was an obnoxious punk. And they actually still think I'm an obnoxious punk. So, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, Joe's not up in the choir right now, but Joe would agree. Anyway, no. And so I started coming to youth group. And it was actually over there in the youth building, lower level, showing up for youth group. And, and uh, Dave McPherson back then, uh, he, uh, I started learning about a man named Jesus. And I started some, seeing something new, something different. I started learning about a God who loves me, a God who created me, a God who wants us to love him back through our lives. And I kept coming. And the group, I, I, I felt love, acceptance. I felt welcomed when I come. No matter what I did the night before, I felt welcomed and loved and accepted. And that's actually what we still hear today, uh, hear today about this church is that we're friendly, what we're welcoming. That's what our church is known for, is the community that we have. But I started seeing something different in that community. I started seeing God through the youth group and, and, and I started seeing some of the disciples. So I started learning about a man named Jesus. I was intrigued by his life, thinking he must be a prophet. And then I saw, I watched, I took notice, and realized he was followed by disciples. And then I started thinking he must be from God. And then ultimately realizing he is one to be worshipped. So as I was coming to the youth group, this is the, the progression of my faith. That's what happened. On March 10th, 1995, I uh, jumped on a bus right here in front of the uh, church, right here in the church parking lot, and uh, I was about four rows back, sitting on the right-hand side. Back then, it was called the Green Bean or the Green Booger, and it was a state, an old, like, state penitentiary bus, like a prison bus, pretty much, is what it was. And I'm sitting on there, and we're about ready to go to a concert. And Brett was like, hey, Ryan, you know, are you a Christian? And I was like, I don't think I said anything. I just kind of shrugged or whatever. And he's like, well, because someday... We want you to be in heaven with all of us. And right then, it was like I knew the truth. Right then, it's my eternity was changed forever. And I remember I cried, and, and then I went to the concert, and then 
audio adrenaline, newsboys, you know, don't censor me, rock and roll, you know, Christian rock. And, you know, my heart was pounding and Ray and my hands were sweaty. And, and this guy named Josh McDowell, and he was preaching it up and there was an altar call, you know, and I was like, yes, I'm ready. And I remember I went forward, accepted Christ into my life. I mean, twice in one night. I just wanted to make sure I did a good job the first time. And <laughs> so I was like, here we go. So I went forward, I accepted life and, uh, Christ into my life. And we were taken in this room and given a Bible. And um, I mean, I'll just, I'll just, I'll never forget it. I mean, my heart was just pounding and racing. And then right afterwards, I was crying and I went up to this like second story area and I was praying. And then this woman saw me and uh, she started speaking in tongues over me, a little bit different, wasn't used to that. Um, so, but it was, it was just, it was, it was great. And I was so happy that, that God loved me, that God loved me unconditionally. He created me. I was special. I could trust him. I could spend eternity with the creator. And I felt so wrong for all that I had ever done wrong. And I remember thinking I was just, I felt guilty, but I remember thinking of feeling so much grace and love. And I remember God shouldn't love me so much because I'm such a rotten person and there was a battle going on inside of me. But he changed my life dramatically. I was blind, but now I could see. I was a different person. This is how I know Christ is real. He changed my whole life. So I have another journal here. So uh, when I, my senior year, so I became a Christian my junior year. Uh, my senior year, I have some other excerpts from this journal, my senior year. And um, I just recently found this journal. I mean, just found it like a few months ago. So it just worked out perfect that I could share some of the, some of the stuff I, that I wrote um, years ago in this journal. And uh, now, I know there's a lot of talk about journaling going on this morning. Um, you have to realize these are required assignments by the school. I'm not, I mean... I just have to be careful because I don't have a lot of man points, all right? In my life, um, I'm very low. I teeter-totter back and forth. I always hang around zero, all right? I'm not saying that journaling is girly. I'm just saying my points, I, I'm doing my best. Hey, I put an ice maker in three weeks ago, all right? So I get a couple points for that. Yeah. I need as many points as I can get. I mean, even the school program I'm in, it's all women and then just me. All women and me, every single class. So I need points and I love, okay, we don't want to go into this. Actually, Paul Wiggs tried to man me up this weekend. I don't know, he's out there somewhere. Oh, Paul's right there. He wanted me to watch some MMA fights last night. And I'm just like, ooh, the blood. No, I just, I can't. <laughs> Paul, it just, you know, I just, that would, that would just throw me off, you know, see to see that. Anyway, so yes, I know there's a lot of journal talk this morning, but uh, required assignments. Okay, um, so I'm going to read some stuff from here. See if you notice any differences. He knows the path I need to follow, and I hope I do follow the will of God. Sometimes I feel like reading the Bible is a hassle, but tonight I feel it's such a privilege to be a part and know the truth. The more I know, the better witnessing power I will have. Later on I write, I love God. I can't wait till someday I just go to heaven and worship. Because some, something, sometimes I'm worried about Satan is knocking at my door, totally insisting and not giving up. Satan loves to in our hearts that are trying to be pure for Jesus. 
I love Jesus. He's my Lord, what I worship. He died for me and my sin. That is amazing. What that is amazing, Jesus has created a sense of joy in my heart. Oh, right after that, my heart to a heart, something God-shaped vacuum. I didn't even, wasn't even planning on reading that, but all of a sudden I saw a vacuum. That's something that George Kirsten used to say on Sunday morning, every single Sunday morning, that there's a God-shaped vacuum in our heart. And uh, anyway, that's, that's in here. Good job, George. Um, page 45. God has given me so many talents that I should be thankful for. I love Jesus. Someday I will be up in uh, heaven worshiping the Lord Almighty. It is so peaceful thinking and so comforting knowing I'm going to be in a better place when I die. I can't wait. 80 years, that's so long away. See, I wrote this a long time ago. Now it'd just be 20 years. But uh, so back when I wrote this, it was 80 years, you know. Um, I, well, I, see, I will to live every day in joy. I may not be happy, but I want to be filled with joy because I know what is going to happen after death. I hope this isn't just a stage that I'm going through. And it wasn't. 47, I need to do everything I do for the glory of God. Focus on him and nothing else. My inability to, I think I meant to say, stop lusting. Why is it that Satan tries to corrupt our hearts and mind? He does. Satan, something, when it comes down, something, I'm a lustful person. You know, when I became a Christian, I had to relearn so many things. I had to, to relearn um, how to treat girls. I had to, to, to learn how to have fun. I became new and different, and I had to learn new things about life and, and ways of doing things. God, I love you. I'm happy and I'm overjoyed. You sent your, your one and only son down to save us. If I die, no need to fret. I will see you in heaven. I know your, I know your son. Let me read a few more here. I'm going to skip that next one. I'm going to skip the last one. The purpose for living. I have the answer. The meaning of life. I figured it out. The only fulfillment you ever need. There is one and only need that everyone should know about. That is the need to have an everlasting personal relationship with Jesus Christ. He gives you everything you need if you believe and trust in him. He is the author and perfecter of our faith. Jesus Christ gives us meaning, purpose, and hope. My life is not mine. It is in the hands of God. Wow. I mean, you can notice some differences. This is all within a couple years. Christ touched my life. Joy, peace, happiness, love, security, direction, meaning, purpose, hope. I went through a change. The blind man in John 9 was changed. He was different. You can see how the progression of his thought changed of Jesus by first thinking he was a man to eventually worshiping him. Jesus has changed my life too. And now I try to worship him every day through loving others. So some things to think about this morning. Who do you think Jesus is? Where are you at in your faith? Is Jesus just a man? Is Jesus a prophet? Do you recognize Jesus just, oh, he has some disciples? Do you realize that Jesus is from God? Or that Jesus is worthy of our worship? What stage of thinking are you in? Do you know your story? Do you know your testimony? Do you, do I, do we, do we share that? 
Do we share with others? Maybe we could think right now, when was the last time we shared what God has done with us? When was the last time we shared that? And I think it's so important to remember our stories. Remember what God has done with us, through us. It's important to remember maybe even the beginning stages of our faith, to, to remember our roots. Because when you go through a hard time in your faith, it's sometimes those, those memories or those thoughts that keep you going, that keep you moving, that keep your journey going. And maybe your story looks a little bit different. You think, well, that didn't happen to me. You know, I've been going to church my whole life. That's awesome. That's great. God will use that. Or maybe you think, well, mine's been a, more of a slow, a slow journey. That's okay. God's going to use that. God can use it. God's in it. God's writing it with you. And maybe you don't know your story yet. Maybe you're sitting there right now and you're thinking, I, I don't even know if I have a story yet. That's okay. God's writing it right now. In you and through you. And for you. So if you know your story, I encourage you to write it down so you can remember and you can look back at it at times, but also so you can remember how, you know, to, so you can share it. Maybe come up with a goal that you're a certain, you know, that you're going to share your testimony, your faith with one person in the next month. Or you know this, you know, Eddie at work, you want to share it with him or whatever. Like the blind man, this is how it was and this is how I am now. I think it's one of the greatest tools in leading others to Christ because you can't deny it, you can't debate it. I mean, it's personal, it's your story. That's how I was. That's how I used to think. And this is how I am now. So where are you at with Jesus? Who do you think he is? And are you sharing your story? Let me uh, pray for everybody right now. Father God, we, um, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for our lives. We thank you for your son. Thank you for who you are. Father God, we just pray that we, that we can be all you want us to be, that we can listen to that voice, listen to your voice, listen to the Holy Spirit, and do and live and be the way you want us to be. We thank you for all these things in your name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for letting me share this morning. I super appreciate it. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for sharing. Appreciate it.